let me ask you a question. What do you lack? Do you have a shortage of money or perhaps you need a car or you wish you had an education? You know, of all the things that you could lack in life, the most serious lack would be a deficit of wisdom. Today in our study of the book of James, we're going to make sure that none of us ever makes another decision again without tapping into the wisdom of God. This is Carol McLeod, your host on A Jolt of Joy. Thank you for joining me today and every weekday on the Charisma Podcast Network. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But if you lack, you know, we just finished James chapter one, verses two through four, that it says that when endurance has its perfect result in us, we're mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Wisdom is a serious lack, isn't it? I'd rather be out of eggs or milk than wisdom. The reason we're so desperate not to lack wisdom is because wisdom has God's answers for your problems. Wisdom is heaven's solution to turn your situation around for the better. My friends, you absolutely better never lack in wisdom. The preceding verses told us how to become enduring Christians. It told us how to become mature. But now James 1 verse 5 is telling us how to tap in to wisdom. How do we tap into wisdom? We ask for it. We ask God to give us his wisdom. We ask God to give us his thoughts on whatever situation we're going through in life. Now, this word asking is not a gentle word. This word asking in James 1 verse 5 is a very bold word. It's actually translated like this, to be adamant in requesting and demanding assistance. So if we were to put that definition of the word ask into James 1 5, this is what it would sound like. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him be adamant in requesting it from God and demand assistance from God. And then God who gives to all generously and without reproach, it will be given to him. You know, often when we're in a trial, we need something beyond maturity, don't we? We need something beyond strength. We need something beyond human solutions to our trial. And what we need is wisdom. When common sense doesn't cut it, my friends, you need God's wisdom. So you better ask for it. Proverbs chapter 3 verses five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Don't try to figure things out on your own. Don't be a lone ranger Christian, but firmly request wisdom from God. 
you know, having an education is not the same thing as having wisdom, is it? There are millions of foolish university graduates, and a lot of them went to Ivy League schools. Education will only give you information and facts, but wisdom gives you God's opinion on a situation. And when you're going through a trial, that is what we need. Often we make the mistake of reverting to thinking things through when what we really need is God's wisdom. Now, you can think things through, but submit your plans to God. You'll get yourself in big, big, big trouble, especially in a trial, if all you're doing is thinking things through. You need God's opinion on your matter. You need God's opinion on your trial. And that's what wisdom is at its very core. It's God's perception on your circumstances. So how do we get wisdom? How does James chapter one, verse five, tell us to get wisdom? We ask for it. We demand it. We're relentless. We stay at the feet of God until we hear his voice. And then James chapter one, verse five tells us how he gives it. He gives to all generously. He gives to everybody. Everybody who asks for wisdom can tap into God's wisdom. You are not left out of being the beneficiary of receiving God's wisdom. And how does he give? He gives generously. In the Greek, this phrase is translated as the giving God. He gives lavishly. He gives his wisdom extravagantly to someone who adamantly asks him for it. And also God gives without reproach. He never says, I told you so. He never says, well, no wonder you need wisdom. You got yourself in way over your head this time. No, God gives without reproach. He doesn't criticize us for our incompetence. Of course we're incompetent. We are human beings and he is God. No wonder we need his wisdom. Did you know that God loves, God absolutely loves giving his opinion to his children, but he only gives it to those who ask for it, to those who demand it, to those who are willing to listen to his voice. I believe that God is waiting for you to ask him for his wisdom. I believe that God is waiting for you to ask what his opinion on your matter is. And if I could just give you a word of big sister advice here today, after you ask Would you listen? Would you be quiet for a minute or two, for an hour or two, or for a day or two? Intentionally listen to sermons, listen to podcasts, listen to the lyrics of songs, get in the word of God, submit your life to someone in spiritual authority over you. Develop some friends who are wiser than you, not with street smarts, not with mere common sense, but develop relationships with those who have served the Lord longer than you have. That's wisdom. That's listening. That's opening your heart and your mind to the avenues that God has placed in your life 
in which you can hear his voice, in which you can tap into his wisdom. You know, it doesn't take a genius IQ to be a wise follower of Jesus Christ. It just takes someone who will ask for wisdom and then who will listen for it. James chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. But he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So verse 6 starts out by telling us how to ask. We are to ask in faith. The one prerequisite for receiving this generous, lavish gift is not only demanding it, not only listening for it, but when you ask, ask in faith. Believe that God is listening and that he's going to answer you you today. Faith is single-minded commitment. Faith is spiritual focus. Faith is a trust that cuts like steel through our circumstances because faith never walks by sight. Faith always keeps its eyes on Jesus. Faith is when we trust God regardless of what our circumstances look like. Faith is a trust that's reflected in our thought life, in our mouths, in our actions, and in our prayers. You know, I can always tell the faith level of a believer by how they talk. If they're always whining, if they're always discouraged verbally, if they're always talking about what they don't have, I can tell that their faith level is not an all-time high because our faith will always come out of our mouths. It's interesting to me that James chapter 1 Verse 6 says that we must ask in faith without doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, for that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Listen, my friends, if you doubt, if you have a divided mind, you're going to be tossed. You're not going to have what it takes to endure circumstances should never be the decision makers in your life. Your faith should always decide how you talk, how you act, how you speak, and how you pray. Circumstances and feelings should never have equal footing in our lives with our faith. Circumstances and feelings should never have equal authority in our life with our faith. Our feelings should always bow to our faith. If you allow your circumstances and your feelings to be your faith determinant, you will live in an unsettled sea of indecision and chaos. If you ask in faith, you get wisdom. If you doubt, you get nothing. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying through James in these verses. Let's read James 1.8 one more time. Being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Not only will your thinking be divided and unstable, but it will impact 
every single area of your life, unstable in all your ways. Your relationships will be unstable. Your vision will be unstable. Your thought life will be unstable. Who wants instability in their lives? Not me. I want to be stable. I want to be relentless. I want to endure. I want to walk by faith and not by sight. And where does it all start? It all starts with joy. Stability starts with joy. Stability continues with faith and endurance. Stability requires God's opinion, which is wisdom. And stability requires single-minded focus on the Lord. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.